Coming up, it's just a bunch of hocus pocus. We'll hear from the cast as they reflect on the movie's legacy. Welcome to the show. I'm Philip. On the Haunted Traction Network podcast, we bring the haunt industry to you every weekday. We have news, education, and on-location coverage from Halloween experiences around the world. Whether you're a professional or enthusiast, each episode helps you better prepare for Halloween. Outside of this podcast, we have videos, education, and events. Links to everything are in the show notes. Okay, it's been 29 years since Hocus Pocus released and 30 years since the filming. The film originally was a little bit of a dud, but over the years has gathered a massive following, including yours truly. I love Hocus Pocus. Today, we'll learn about the filming and discover more about the film's legacy with two of the original cast members, Vanessa Shaw and Omri Katz. Vanessa played Allison, and Omri played Max in the film. Jeff DePauli from Disney Coast to Coast, that's Disney with a Z, conducted this interview live on stage during Midsummer Scream. You can hear more from Jeff and some incredible Disney interviews on his podcast, Disney Coast to Coast. Again, that's Disney with a Z. I subscribe myself and I do listen every week. With that, I'm gonna hand this over to Jeff. Hi everybody, welcome, happy Halloween. Hi, welcome back. I know you're not here to see me. My name is Jeff DePauli. I'm the host of Disney Coast to Coast Podcast. That's Disney with a Z. Today I have two of the stars from Hocus Pocus, Omri Katz and Vanessa Shaw. Come on out. Brought some black flame candles for y'all. Black flame candles. Set those here for now. Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> That's Create great. The mood. Hello, everyone. Hi. Oh man, let's get cozy here. We got a. Thanks for coming out, everybody. I know there's other stuff to do. There's a lot of stuff to do here. So thanks for so much for coming out. I know it's for them. Excited to have you here. And uh, and back in 2018. I actually did a panel for the 25th anniversary of Hocus Pocus with a lot of the creators and Thora Birch. And the first question I asked is the first question I'm going to ask you. It's the most important question. What is your favorite Halloween candy? <laughs> Any candy that's vegan and chocolate. Oh, okay. What is, what is a good vegan chocolate candy? I don't even know. Um, there's barely any, you know, brand, you know, Ghirardelli, 70% chocolate, but that's not going to be in a Halloween box or, you know, bag. It's, it's better than like a toothbrush or something. So take the Ghirardelli. <laughs> or any yeah. razors and apples or something. Oh else. God. Wow. When, when <laughs> right. <laughs> Did that ever happen? My parents scared me like stiff about that. Only in I the movies. I never got an apple with a razor in it. Yeah, I don't think that's really a thing. I, I totally remember that as a kid. Like, if any package was un, was opened or tampered with, like, don't eat that because people were poisoning children. I guess. <laughs> if you want to go down Some to now, it's only packaged because of COVID. I mean, that's what's happening. <laughs> if you want to go down a rabbit hole, go to YouTube and like type in vintage Halloween safety videos. <laughs> They're honestly, who's done that? Wait, can't seriously? Be, yes. Oh yeah, they're awesome. <laughs> they're really, really good. We are so off topic and we just started. started. <laughs> Omri, what's your favorite? Omri, what about you? Uh, my answer is gonna be very similar to Vanessa's, but I would probably say Sour Patch Kids because even though they are not food, they are vegan. Oh, so <laughs> fair enough. Now, guys, it has We're been vegan buddies. <laughs> vegan buddies. It has been 29 years. Jeez, Louise. Since the release of Hocus Pocus, which means um, you shot it 30 years ago. Don't no, remind us. No, it was us. like five years ago. <laughs> don't remind us how old we are. <laughs> was there any inkling to you whatsoever when you were making this iconic film? that you would be talking about it 30 years later. Was there any like spark or notion of this is something special? We all know the story. It was a flop, right? But obviously it became something huge. Did you feel that on set at all or was it just like another gig? You know, I felt it on set. We all thought it was going to be something huge. You know, Kenny Ortega was coming off of Newsies, which was a great film. and Great film, big flop again. I'm honestly yeah, shocked. But I'm, I love that film. I love, I love, After the fact too. Hello, I got my um, Newsies cap on. But like... <laughs> 
but that was, I was surprised he got the Hocus Pocus job because Newsies was such a big flop. Yeah, but you know how many directors get jobs after flops? It I doesn't guess, matter. Yeah. I, I, I believe, he's actually le and, legitimately and talented. Don't quote me on this, but I believe he had like a picture deal with them. Gotcha. So they were like contra contractual okay. in order to do some stuff with them. And uh, yeah, I don't think any, I, I personally kind of, it was another gig. I didn't realize 30 years later we would be sitting here and there would be such a huge following. And uh, yeah, it's quite impressive. Very insane. Yeah, because even after it was a flop, it wasn't like it rejuvenated all at once. It was like about 10 years later. And I was talking to someone out on the floor the other day, and I was like, you know why? I think it's because, you know, it was 1993 when it came out. And then about 10 years later, like 2003, 4, 5, is when it started resurgence, the resurgence of it. And I feel like it's because everyone who were kids at the time started having kids. And then the movie started playing in their homes again. Um, and then Disney Channel was coming out around late 90s. And then, you know, ABC Family, which became Freeform, was around that time. So I feel like it was just everywhere. And then Halloween itself became like a huge event, which I don't think growing up it was that big of a deal either. So anyway, I think those things combined made it, you know, just that much more helpful for us to have this like you know, huge, amazing, amazing groundswell of fandom for this movie. And, uh, of course, you know, the iconic witches, which is such a popular costume and just so Halloween-oriented. And I think that really just helped it grow to what it is today as well. Yeah. Where did you two grow up? Like, I know Halloween kind of <laughs> takes... To, Halloween is bigger in certain parts of the country, for sure. So, like... Where did you grow up and celebrate Halloween? Um, it's funny because, you know, we, we say Halloween here in California. I don't know why. Okay. But that really shows that my character was not from the East Coast because I'm like Halloween, but instead of Halloween. Um, okay. But Massachusetts anyway, here. So, exactly. So, seriously, um, we both are California kids. Okay. He grew up in the valley. I grew up basically near the valley in Topanga Canyon. Um, so... I, because I grew up in a canyon, I couldn't really trick or treat, so I had to go to the valley where there were actual neighborhoods. <laughs> Probably to, trick to or my treat. neighborhood. <laughs> Probably to his neighborhood, that's right. I was like literally at the base of Topanga. We were practically neighbors growing up. It's and true. didn't know each other. Another thing so. that seems, I don't know if we this is We didn't hang a, out though. <laughs> I don't know if this is a movie thing or a SoCal thing, but like I remember as a kid, Massachusetts Halloween was always, you know, after dark. And I remember watching E.T. and be like, why the hell are these kids trick-or-treating during daylight? <laughs> was that like a SoCal thing? Did people do that? I, I don't yeah. remember. I don't remember daylight. I remember it always being in the evening. It should be after dark. And then they changed daylight savings and bumped it a week or something. So it made it lighter later. I was so pissed as a kid. I can't even tell you. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Why do we even still have daylight savings? I don't, that, uh, I don't daylight savings No, we got to keep it for the movie. Then. <laughs> That's not going to be a funny joke. If kids in the future don't know what daylight savings is. It's very possible. <laughs> and you're like, daylight savings time. And then people are like, huh? You know, we already have the cross trainers out of date. So... <laughs> Let's you can do something you can just, else. You can Google daylight savings time if it doesn't <laughs> exist anymore. That's okay. right. Find out everything you need to know. <laughs> so how did it start? Was it typical audition stuff for you guys? Did you end up doing a chemistry read together for the film? or? I was supposed to do a chemistry read with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, hello. Um, but he was busy. Um, and it was just me and Omri, and then it was like, hey, you guys just want to do it anyway? That's what it was. It was barely anyone else. It was just me and you, right? Did you read with anyone else? Because they hired him, and then, you know, uh, the girls or whatever were supposed to wait for um, Leonardo DiCaprio, and then it was just me and you. I don't know. I kind of have some vague memories of that. I remember, um, I believe I did two screen tests, but, like, I auditioned several times, and then I didn't hear from them for like months. And I was like, okay, so I didn't get that project. And then one day I got a call, like, are you still interested in the work? And I think that's when they brought us in together to do a screen test and see how we, uh, our chemistry. And then, uh, yeah. Have no and then we were in... <laughs> Do you I remember? I have no recollection of the actual like, chemistry test at all. I have like 
yeah, vague memories. Like I have this vivid image of like where we were and how we did it, but that's kind of it. Me too. I remember the waiting room, but yeah. not the actual <laughs> pod. Anyway, my it was a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's only a few years ago. Um, my audition was um, with Kenny Ortega, and uh, you know, after reading the script, I was so excited, and I went in and read for him, and um, he just was like, "Thank you very much." And then I was in, walking out to the parking lot at Disney Studios. And he runs out and goes, hey, Vanessa, can you come back and read again? And so I read again, he just directed me in a different way. And then I was like, oh, I think I'm going to get this part. Because at first I was like, oh, well, anyway. And then he was like calling me back, you know, and asked me to do it again. And then later on, I was doing the chemistry test. But um, that's how Kenny Ortega was. He was just super excited if he really liked you. And so I could feel the energy coming from that second time he pulled me back into the room. But most directors would never run out after you. He's just a very hands-on director that way. That's very cool. Now, when you got the script and you read through it, once again, was it something that felt, I guess a few questions. Was it something that felt special or was it once again another job? And, you know, just because you're in this Halloween movie, Sorry, Halloween, Halloween, so got whatever. No, now I say Halloween. Halloween. I don't know why. What do y'all say? Changed Halloween or Halloween? <laughs> Halloween? All right. Even though it's spelled <laughs> with an A. I'm going to start saying It's hollow. not hollow, it's hallow. Hallow. There we go. It's just our weird California accent. I know. So when, when you <laughs> read the script, does it feel special? And were you Halloween fans? Because it's, it's a weird thing where, you know, you're in this movie that's become a classic, so everybody kind of just assumes you're a big fan of the holiday. But, like, honestly, were you? Uh... I would say at the time, I wouldn't say I was not a fan, but I wasn't like way into Halloween. It wasn't like something I was looking forward to, I guess, except for the candy maybe. Um, but um, yeah, I think when I read the script, I kind of just looked at it as another job. I don't recall it like really speaking out to me like, oh my God, this is amazing. <laughs> so it's kind of my take on it. <laughs> Um, I think uh, I was not a Halloween fan either. I know I hate to disappoint everyone. I literally was totally. never, like, never planned my outfit. I was, like, the day before going to my mom's closet trying to figure out what I was going to be. And I would always be, like, a scary person. And that was it. Um, just not organized. Um, and when I read the script, it was actually, I don't know if you remember, it was actually written more uh, scary. Yes. Um, and so when I got the part, I don't know, this is hard to know in our teenage brains to remember, but um, whether it changed before, you know, the screen test into more comedic. But I just remember the original script reading it and going, ooh, it's spooky and scary, more like Wizard of Oz versus comedic. And then all of a sudden it just changed and flipped into this really funny movie. Um, so... I think that's the lucky part is that it changed um, because otherwise it could have really not been seen ever again. <laughs> I, I kind of wonder if like the um, the witches had an influence on right. the rewrites, given they kind of have like comedy backgrounds, Bet and Kathy especially. Maybe that kind of that's uh, true because Kathy is comedy, complete comedy. So. Yeah. Well, it wasn't and written Bet for two. It wasn't written for Disney, and I think that was the thing. It was sold to Disney, um, and so it was a screenplay before Disney was involved. This is what I understand anyway. This is what McGarris, the screenwriter, said. We should said. interview you. I know. I know. You I know. Or or any of you. Tell us about Hocus Pocus. Well, let me, more than let me tell you. Those. According <laughs> to the screenwriter, no, the, it, it was written a lot darker before Disney got involved, and then it became more family friendly. But still, a lot of virgin talk for Disney for some reason. We'll get to that. But um, but yeah, no, I'm it, out. it was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, made you a little uh, PTSD there, right? <laughs> That's great. So, I mean, what is your... The thing I love about Halloween is... Halloween is that, <laughs> is that it's a holiday that everybody celebrates differently. Some people, their favorite part is dressing up. Some it's the candy. Some it's the theatricality. Kind of curious, what is your favorite part of the holiday? 
You're asking the wrong people, Jack. You still, you, you, you haven't. I think it's going to turn around because I have a four-year-old and once he's really conscious of Halloween, Halloween. Halloween. <laughs> what, what, anyway, so um, I think I'll find joy through him, okay. you know. But I do have to say, growing up in Topanga, there was my elementary school fair, which I loved. And we bobbed for apples, did all the Topanga Love crazy, that. weird hippie hey, slash hey sack or whatever yeah call it? yeah Tater jumping or, yeah it was that was the the most fun was like doing a carnival <laughs> or something with all my friends and you know running around until dark see you see? celebrated <laughs> no i love that i remember my elementary school did a big halloween party halloween party oh god it's fine it's uh halloween. You don't, don't let's use decide your folks it's halloween and that's that. halloween yeah. go get in the car it's all good um, how about for you? Did you have any specific? You're a horror movie guy. I can totally see you sitting at home with the friends watching the horror movies. Uh, no. You got the wrong information. Okay. But um, for me, I think, you know, just in general, over how. Were you saying something? I'm just saying, like, go. Oh, okay. Sorry. Anyway, um, uh, I was just saying that I think uh, seeing how inspired people get and how creative people get with costumes. And like, yeah. regardless how serious you take it or not, I, I always was amused by just like uh, how cool that could be. That's just in terms of people just dressing uh, up and yes. going full force, you know? Now I'm remembering in my like <laughs> late teens or you know, early 20s, going to WeHo and seeing the Halloween um, basically show on every Halloween beautiful costumes and how people really do it versus me and my last minute-ness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, WeHo on Halloween is intense for sure. It's pretty cool. Um, I, I don't know if you remember this, but do you know where production started? Was it out here in California or were you in Salem? Salem? Yeah, we did We did Salem for two weeks. Okay. So I think two and weeks. And then the rest was done here. I was the production designers yes. here, Bill Sandel. Yes, Bill Sandel, the production focus. designer in the front row. Give a wave. Give a wave. Hi. And I was like, can you help us? Because you were older than 16. And we're like, where were we? Um, so we were in Salem for a week. Okay. Um, and then did the rest of the production. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe two so, weeks, something like that. Okay. But pretty much all here. I want to hear about Salem. So was it your first time in Salem? And what was, I mean, Salem's amazing. I grew up 20 minutes from there. Yeah. And it's awesome year round. And you guys were actually shooting around Halloween time. Which was really cool. And I, what was it, Bill? The hundredth anniversary of the hangings. Three hundredth. The three hundredth anniversary of the hangings. So like, you were there for a historic time. Um, I don't know if you're thinking about that as teenagers, but like, was it a really cool? Ex like, did Salem feel different than shooting out here? Oh yeah, I mean, because the the autumn leaves were just vibrant, as anyone who's from the East Coast knows. It's like that is the prime time to go out and see them. Um, and use that element as a background for this film. And yeah, I, I enjoyed it completely because I learned so much when I was, you know, I was in school learning about, you know, the beginnings of America and the American Revolution and got to go to the Boston Commons and see that. And then because we flew into Boston and then went to Salem and then uh, so everything was an educational thing for me. And I was laughing, though, telling the story of the Salem Witch Museum. I don't know if I know a lot of people have visited Salem. Who's seen the Salem Witch Museum? Yep. Any of them? Many oh times. Oh my God. Isn't it the funniest museum ever? I'm like, what is this museum? It's so bad. It's like <laughs> bad good. There's the, they have wax figures, you know, people like, you know, stoned to death and all these things. And they're like, but the figures are falling over and they're just like melted from, I don't know, when they began this museum, but they have not updated. Apparently I asked every fan who's been there and they said, Nope, still bad. <laughs> and I'm just like, and they have people pay for this thing. I just can't believe they haven't updated it. But maybe they just appreciate how kitschy it is or not, and they just don't care. Um, but that was the most vivid thing for me. I don't know if that was what you were expecting. The I love that. And the Salem Witch Museum and how bad it was. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> I, my, one of my favorite shots in Salem is when you're when she gives you the phone number back and you're walking away and you put the red hood over your head and just that shot with you and all the leaves. And Bill, did you? Did you so iconic. Was that? We yeah, we were talking about it yesterday. Yeah. yeah. Most romantic, beautiful shot. Did you dress those trees or was that all natural? It, it's supplemented. Supplemented a little bit. 
Yeah. <laughs> I remember some of the leaves on the ground being, yeah. But that beautiful red hood you were wearing. The red hood. Oh, my gosh. I think I was offered to keep that, and I said no. What? what? A weird lady. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I have so many regrets. Anyway. <laughs> Omri, how about you? Any memories of Salem other than the decrepit wax museum? <laughs> I did not visit the decrepit uh, no, wax museum. No, it was just me, me and my mom and our studio teacher. That's the hilarious. Uh, for me, yes, that was kind of my first experience, I think, like um, actually having seasons because here in California, it's one season. It's true, And true. Um, so I was very appreciative of like the landscape and obviously the autumn colors and everything was, was really beautiful. And uh, visiting some of the landmarks like Walden Pond was very yes. inspirational. And being, just being 16, you, I don't know, you, you're not really thinking about that kind of stuff, but I do remember that really standing out for me. And even till today, it's still uh, inspirational. I remember, I, you know, I've lived out here for a long time and I went back one autumn after like over a decade and the thing that hit me that I had forgotten about was the smell of dead leaves. And I got this crazy ass sense memory when like I got that and I was like, this is amazing. And I remember like having to rake those things up as a kid and clean the yard. I was like, why would anybody clean this up? It's so beautiful. Yeah. I love it so much, but in any case. Well, th that memory is triggering my memory of if I smell mulch or any sort of deep dirt smell, I think of the Hocus Pocus set because Bill yeah. brought in all these trees that were you know, appropriate for Hocus Pocus and Massachusetts. And that smell forever will remind me of that. See, that reminds you of home. This reminds me of the Hocus Pocus set. Because yeah. again, as Omri says, we don't have seasons here and we definitely don't have any autumn leaves. So that's my beautiful memory is that smell of Hocus Pocus set. Have you been back to Salem or that area at all? I've been back to Massachusetts, but not, not Salem. Not, not for 29 oh. years down to the day. No. <laughs> Love it. Good answer. Um, I have not either, but I'm actually going to be there in October. First time in 29 years. Actually, Just for 30 fun. years because we filmed in 92. Yeah. And it was released oh, in 92. that's right. So, yeah. So. Are you going for like a convention? or? It's not a convention. I'm doing a kind of a private signing. I don't remember the details off the top of my head right now. And uh, yeah, I'm doing a few small events out there. That's awesome. And uh, yeah, yeah, go check it out, see how it goes. <laughs> Very cool. So yeah, we're talking about Salem, but how about you mentioned Bill's set, you shot on the Walt Disney Studios lot. And I mean, that set is gorgeous. That the witch's cabin is gorgeous. Do you have any memory of walking onto that set the first time, the cemetery? And just like, was there an, oh, wow, holy crap, what, like, this is a different kind of movie. This ain't Ladybugs, you know? Like, this, <laughs> this, this is like a Hollywood set sort of thing, not just on location. I don't know if I remember the first time, but wow, every day you'd go onto the set and the details, um, Bill was just reminding me, it's like, you walk in, there's the river and, you know, the cement river that it becomes, too. Um, and, you know, the water wheel. I, I mean, we loved it so much that our family took our family holiday photo in front of the house. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I think my sister, if I remember correctly, like put her head through the guillotine and we were like, yeah, that's cool. Um, anyway, you guys would love that, but our family did not because um, you're horror fans. But... Um, uh, just, again, it wasn't like a facade. Like most movies, you have a facade of the house and then separately there's the actual um, inside. But the inside and the outside and the details and the spider webs and, and then Billy's, you know, Billy's uh, graveyard was over here. And um, I know, isn't it exciting? And, um, and you know, uh, going through the hole when we have to jump through the hole underground is was like you know, and that you know, I, I literally remember every part of the design, and that was all Bill. Um, and again, it was just like every bit of the set looks like a, a bigger part of what it was, but you never get that on films anymore. And you know, the practical sensory thing of um, the whole set and. Uh, you know, we didn't have to imagine people too much <laughs> off in the distance. They were physically there or, 
except for the witches. Sorry, we were young, and anyway, there's a long story about you know child labor laws. Um, but just the, just <laughs> every day being able to experience you know the vastness and the actual literal set in its form that you see on the screen is really cool. Uh, for me personally, yeah, same thing. Not like primarily like the first day, but I feel like every time we got to work on that set or in that house or in that setting was truly impressive. Like Vanessa was mentioning, just like the details, like it was so rustic and it just really looked like a 300 year old house. Like there was not really much like styrofoam or like, yeah, I don't even know what you call it, but like it was literally a full structured house. No breakaway walls. Yeah, no breakaway walls. Was, exactly, yeah. exactly. Didn't Michael Jackson want it? Is that yeah, true, Bill? Yeah, Michael Jackson wanted it. I, I wish Disney put it. Kenny Ortega. Oh, that's right, Kenny Ortega. Oh, yeah, Kenny Ortega did a lot of his music videos. He, he uh, choreographed, they became close after. And then he choreographed his last concert, right? Yep. This is it. This is it. Yep. Directed that. Uh, yeah, he was just saying that uh, Kenny Ortega's voice, if you've seen This Is It, the Michael Jackson documentary of his final concert, uh, Kenny Ortega's is the last voice you hear, and then he directed that, so it's pretty cool. But he did not get the cabin. Nobody, it just got destroyed, which is ridiculous. Disney should have put, I know, I heard a gasp, I know. They, they uh, could have taken it to like Disneyland. Should have gone to, yeah, should have gone yeah, to Tom Sawyer Island. you know, you guys, we're not, we're I, the stepchild of Disney. We're yeah. not... It was a flop. You were released in July. Yeah. They did not care. All they, they worried about care. was Nightmare Before Christmas, 1993. But yeah, that, Well, that was their strategy, and it obviously failed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was going to just add on top of that, like, uh, previously I worked on Erie, Indiana. Yeah. And uh, coming, so, like, coming from that production, which had also just the most incredible sets and cast and amazing, insane stories, um, I guess walking onto the Hocus Pocus set, I just kind of felt right at home or something because I was just like, oh, one yeah. weird thing to the next weird <laughs> thing. Yeah. And, True. Uh, That's awesome. It's all good. <laughs> True. Now, you two are the closest in age in the cast. Were you two hanging out the most? Or like, was, was, was Thora like, uh, I don't know, was she hanging out with you guys? Or, uh, she was considerably younger. Yeah, Thora was uh, 10, playing eight years old, and we were 16. but. I feel like Thor and I were pretty close because she, because I had, my sister was 14 at the time. I mean, I'm sorry, she was 11 at the time, so not too far in age. So I felt like a sisterly relationship with her. Um, and interestingly enough, because we were kids, we had bedtimes and, you know, we we're still 16. We weren't 17 or 18 really yet. I mean, Omri drove, but I didn't drive yet. I saw Omri on the freeway in his BW bus one time with me in the passenger seat. Hey, we're on our way Smoke to work. coming out the windows. <laughs> totally grateful dad playing. But, you know, so we went home, went to bed. And, well, you guys were out of school, but I had school the next day. You know, I was in public school. If I wasn't working on set, I was going to school. So I only remember hanging out with Omri when you invited me over to your birthday party or some sort of event at your house with your family and I met his whole family and then, but <laughs> Thora lived way out in like some ranch so it was hard to get together with her two hours away I think. Wow. Um, and then they had like a place in LA. So, sorry, this is, sounds very boring, but we didn't hang out, okay? All right. All the time. We did everything together. We, we had a, you know, we were roommates, and uh, we carpooled. We should have carpooled, you and me. She doesn't remember. I remember. <laughs> Let's talk about someone I'm sure you did not hang out with, but it would be ridiculous to talk about this movie and not talk about her. Working with Bette Midler, I mean, at 16, do you, like, do you get this is Bette Midler? And no. just kidding, you got, uh, Vanessa got it, Omri was like, oh, I'm listening to Grateful Dead, right? <laughs> like, um, what is, <laughs> I mean, Bette Midler, what is that like? I mean, did you interact with her off camera? You had a lot of scenes with her, a lot. Um, actually, we didn't. The cemetery. Because. You had some epic scenes yeah. in the cemetery. You, you she, guys did. I didn't. But well, even so, though, that was kind of just like filmed in a very short 
period of time because you know how they like they jump around the script um, you know for production and efficiency so they'll film like whatever type of scenes like all kind of compacted in that one week or two mm -hmm. most of the time we didn't really work with them so and a lot of times they were like hanging on the harness or doing that kind of stuff so I didn't feel like we actually got to work super, super close and this with them is, all And this the goes into what, you know, I don't know if you all know, but uh, child actors can only work 10 and a half hours a day. And so literally when we were done and they were in four hours of makeup. So the time we saw them was in the makeup trailer and our makeup trailer was connected to um, Kathy's and Sarah Jessica's. So we would talk to them more than Bette Midler's because hers was in a separate area. And so... Um, I feel like I know Kathy and Sarah Jessica more, and Sarah Jessica's really cool with me. You know, she was on Broadway as a child. So she's like, oh, so you're so young starting out. Is this something you want to do for the rest of your life? And I'm like, yeah, give me any advice. You know, this is my second movie. And, um, but I feel like, uh, you know, the one scene I remember clearly for me was the salt scene. Yeah. Because all three of them were there, and I... I was so nervous because I'm like, we barely have any scenes with them because basically we never saw them. We were having to imagine them in the sky and they were imagining us on the ground, I'm sure. Um, and so all three of them are in this scene and I'm like the last one called to set and they're already there. And I was like, crap, you know, I'm just like, oh. and I'm like, I did one swirl of the salt and Kenny's like, really get into it, like pour, pour, pour. And I was like, oh, thank you. I can release my nervous energy. And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because <laughs> they're all like doing their thing. And I was like, they're so good. And then I had to be, you know, brought out of it. And I was just like, OK, good. Salt is getting me into it. Um, but that was literally the only one. And then I think Thora, with, with her being lifted into the sky at the very end, was her only one really, too. It was really because again, they were in the sky and we were on the ground and it was easy to separate us and do us at different times. I put a spell on you? Were you not there for that? We, yeah, we were, but they were already on the stage. We okay. were like basically background, you know? We were with the whole other cast. That was a very exciting moment in the, the filming because it was just I remember that really well. full out, you know, pull out all the stops, bands and everything. And, you know, Kenny's yes. was originally a choreographer. So he's just like, and five, six, seven, eight. We're like, wow. Like, it was just like, <laughs> where are we? You know, um, so that was special. Um, that scene for sure. Yeah. Thank you, Max, for that marvelous introduction. <laughs> so good. Yeah, we knew that number was spectacular. We could feel that in our bones. That's awesome. Now, Thora Birch actually said when I interviewed her once that you were jealous of her because she got to fly and you didn't, although you did get to fly toward the end of the film. But is there any truth to that or is she making this up? I'm pretty sure I said that. Okay. Yeah. You mean Because when? I've never been in a harness and then subsequently a few years later was and I was like, this sucks. <laughs> Wait, Nobody ever when, like, wants to be in those things. They when, hurt. That was holding me up in turns of yeah. So you get to fly a little bit. So I did. Yeah. yeah, I guess I got to fly. I wasn't really flying. I was hanging. I you guess, were hanging more like that. <laughs> um, okay. Which is interesting because when you're wearing a harness and it's like riding up that area, it really is not. Like, this is not very comfortable. Um, and then there was obviously that other scene where she throws me up against the wall and lifts me up, and that was same thing. That was. I don't know how they did it, but like same thing, harness and pulleys and something dragged me along the floor and then basically were raising me up, <laughs> up the wall and not very comfortable, but movie magic at its yeah. finest. Yeah. I love that scene. I mean, the cabin we were talking about earlier, but I just love the scene where, you know, the spell happens and the floorboards start moving and the green light shines through. And My favorite scene. That is like visually Stunning, like yeah. absolutely beautiful. And I remember it in all the commercials and everything. And oh. I was like, yeah, that's a really, really great scene. But we got to talk for a second about virgins. Um, <laughs> mic drop, I'm curious. <clears throat> uh, Am I still a virgin? <laughs> no. <laughs> yes, I am. Uh, Any. Uh... No, I'm curious to get <laughs> your opinions on something. <laughs> I'm wondering, do you think. The spell would have worked if Allison lit the candle. Well, uh, I don't know. I mean, were you ever? No, thanks. The character. 
<laughs> yeah. Was, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think I was. I think she was a virgin character. Right. Speak for yourself. I'm asking. It's a question. <laughs> she's she's not. Um, Obviously, I was. A woman does not share well, her well, secrets. Max Max was, but do you think Max was by the end of the movie? <laughs> Dang. Okay. I, this, Wait to find out in the sequel. Okay, I'm gonna. <laughs> but yeah, we wish. <laughs> um, no, there there are theories out there, and I will. I'm going to plug a, a very good book, and it's shameless because a very good friend of mine wrote it. Uh, it's called Hocus Pocus and Focus, and there's a whole theory about the oh yeah I Max that. Max uh, by the end is not a virgin because so the the, <laughs> the theory is this we are interviewing him yeah no the theory is this the child the word children if you replace it with the word virgin in the film. Um, come little children. So she's singing come little virgins. So the children that are taken by the spell, by the song, are virgins. By the end of the film, Max is not affected by that song. Also, Max drinks this Ooh. potion, and when she sucks the soul out of him, as we've seen her do with Emily, it doesn't work. He ain't a virgin. <laughs> Sorry, I had some big memories, but... Doesn't it like start to work and then? No, he, he becomes, you get the glow around him. Yes. But so... she sucked more out of Emily than she did out of Max. So if Max was a virgin, that would have worked. Listen, I didn't write the script. This could be all Thora? BS. It's Disney, so we well, can't. Thora was uh... a virgin. <laughs> but what? But she would have been under the spell too. But no, she she's, was covering she didn't her drink ears. the potion. Oh, the potion, the right. The potion, yeah. In any case, read See, the book. See, we got to interview you. Here's the thing. I think not a virgin by the end of the film, never a virgin. <laughs> that's, that's, that's my theory, personally. Never since birth. Yeah. Just kidding. We'll let you uh, guess for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you worked with some pretty cool special effects. We talked about the flying, but also Billy Butcherson. I love the scene where, especially- we love Doug Jones, by Doug the way. Doug is oh. the best dude an angel in the world. and the best guy ever. Sorry to cut you off. No, no. <laughs> and you get to see him like cut his mouth open and the, the real moths come flying out. Uh, see, that's so cool too. So many special effects, so many makeup effects. Do you have any like just specific memories about kind of favorite days or, or things that took a billion times to shoot, you know, like 10 takes or whatever? Well, you mentioned my favorite scene and then went on to the virgin part, but um, <laughs> My favorite scene is the scene when you light the candle and the, you know, the, the light bulbs go out and the floor starts shaking. There's green lights coming through it. The wind starts blowing. The eyes go, you know. So being literally on a set that had practical effects like that was so cool to me. I was just blown away. Like, you know, I was a you know, kid and it was my second movie. And I was just like, I cannot believe I'm in a movie, like a movie that, you know, cause I grew up watching Wizard of Oz and all these Disney movies I watched, you know, like that darn cat or flubber, like those movies where there's special effects that are practical. And I was like, wow, I'm doing one of those kinds of movies right now. And um, I just remember every, after every take, it would just be, you know, whoosh, and then we stopped, and then, and then Thor would do a virgin with the black flame candle, and we just all bust up at the end, you know? <laughs> just how funny she was, my God. Um, so not only was it the practical effects, but it was her and her button statement in the end of that scene. That was my favorite days. That's awesome. Yeah, I kind of feel like anytime we got to work in the house in general, that scene yeah. and pretty much any scene, I think we were all just kind of like, burning. just in awe. Yeah, burning rain of death. Yeah, and I didn't do all my own stunts. Sorry to disappoint you guys. But um, yeah, I just felt like anytime we got to work on that set was just like the best time. That's awesome. Now. <laughs> Obviously here, people recognize you, but in everyday life, do people recognize you for Hocus Pocus? And if so, is there like a line from the film that they want you to say? For me, it's usually, it's just a bunch of Hocus Pocus. Yeah. That's probably the most popular. Come on, say it with some feeling. Don't, don't, don't disappoint these people. It's just a bunch of Hocus Pocus. Boom. Better? Better? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. And the Oscar goes to? <laughs> Yeah, people always go up to me and go, wait, I know you, I know you, oh my God, I know you. The girl from Hocus Pocus. And then that's what they say, the girl from Hocus Pocus. 
Um, and then I think they think of a line and they get shy and then they go, wait, no, okay, ha, it's you. So you know what line they're thinking of, the Yabo's line, oh, yeah. even though it's not mine. But they're like, oh yeah, um, yeah. So how was it doing that movie? So that's it. That was never um, what, the line that I say. That's <laughs> it's awesome. It's yours. Uh, <laughs> that's great. Uh, when's the last time you were with Thora? I, I remember seeing you, I believe the 25th anniversary in the cemetery, because that's a normal place to hang out. Um, <laughs> But have you guys been together since then? Because, I mean, the three of you together must make fans' heads explode. We, I think the last time we all three hung out together was the 20th anniversary. We went out to dinner afterward. Was that? Or didn't we do the... Oh, we the, did the 30th the, anniversary. Yeah, the, I mean, no, the, the 25th. 25th yeah. yeah, with the cemetery. I think that was the last time. I've hung out with Thora because she's, you know, come over and met my son. And, um, yeah, we still have a great relationship mm. and... Um, I never hang out with Omri still. Um, I'm, I'm too and... cool to hang out with. <laughs> too busy. No, too but cool. now we get to hang out at these things, which is yeah, so it's fun. Really, it's I really just great. love being with him. And so <laughs> the three of us together officially was, uh, I guess, four years ago. Pretty cool. I guess so, yeah. Or didn't we do the 20... But we're always was like, like the, we're on a group chat together, so. Oh, are you really? Yeah. And then there was like That's a cool. There was a 30th anniversary for Ghostbusters at the cemetery, cemetery yeah. and I think all three of us were there as no, well. No, it was just you and me. Was it? Yeah. Thor wasn't there. And salt and pepper and really cool people like. Oh, that's right, Larry and like Tobias, Christine Aguilera. Was I was like, yeah. <laughs> nice right, to meet you. Right. What is going on? You're that right. was when I realized this is beyond. And like the Osbournes were hosting. I was like, you guys know this movie? And apparently, Christine Aguilera <laughs> loves this movie. And I was like, huh. dying. When, when do you think that blew up? I think you kind of mentioned it earlier. Like early two thousands is when the film kind of blew up for you guys again. Yeah, it's hard to recall, but it feels like that's when it came and built, like started building steam again. It was like mid, like 2007-ish. I don't know, what do you guys think? Disney Channel. Disney YouTube. Channel, and, yeah. And DVD release, probably, you know. Yeah, v VHS. Maybe there's someone who VHS. can really do a proper VHS study of this. Might have ignited. <laughs> Blockbuster. Definitely DVD amped it up. Yeah, yeah. Um, Blockbuster video, what a, what difference. a difference. Oh my God, I love you so much right now. The fact that you know the Blockbuster jingle just made my day. I'm gonna admit something that like I probably shouldn't admit right now, but like I had a crush on both of you. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm telling you, Ladybug's matinee and Hocus Pocus was like, ugh, for so, yeah. so I was, I was a confused kid, but I figured it out. But uh, oh, that's so, awesome. so like this is this is kind of weird and surreal. But <laughs> why would you say that out loud in public? I don't know. So folks, we all know there's a sequel. I'm sure you probably know they're not in it. Or are we? Let's start that rumor. <laughs> laughing place. Yeah. Laughing place. You got that laughing place? Come on, publish that. All right. Um, so yeah, no, you're, you're not in the sequel, but uh, obviously I'm going to assume you're going to check it out, look forward to it. But I want to know, are you surprised that it's actually happening? Because it's been discussion for a lot, probably 15 years now. And I know that it went from being a Disney Channel movie to now being a Disney Plus movie, even though it should go th theatrical. But... Um, there's been a lot of different versions. Are you shocked that it's finally happening? I think I was shocked when it finally came through, but you could feel, okay, this is really gonna happen at some point in the last few years. Um, I think it makes sense. It's coming out towards the 30th anniversary. And um, yeah, I feel like, first of all, I think you can't do this movie without the three witches. So I think they all three of them were ready to do it again. You know, they were in different parts of their career, and I feel like, okay, now it's time for them. So, yeah, and I'm excited to see it. Awesome. Are you surprised? Uh, not really, just because, like you mentioned, it was uh, in the works or talked about for, I would say, at least a decade. And I heard all kinds of different rumors, like Tina Fey was going to direct it. And oh, yeah. Weird stuff like that. That was and in 2019. I was like, oh. And then Can't it wait. kind of came to fruition, and here we are now. So I, I 
Yeah, I wouldn't say I'm surprised because I just felt like that was the next step for them. Um, I didn't really put two and two together about like almost 30th anniversary. Maybe that's why they kind of timed it or maybe they just couldn't figure out the right script because a lot of people thought it was, isn't there like a book that's kind yes. of, and I thought that's what people were like, oh, they're going to write a script based kind of off of that, that right. we're, you know, our future, our, our children, kids, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And uh, they obviously went down a whole nother path. Were you, either of you contacted at <laughs> all about the sequel? Like, was there any trying to get a cameo in or anything like that? No, no, no. but I think I, I think Thora was. Yeah. yeah. All right. So but none of not, none of us were. What are they thinking? <laughs> Mistake. I think a lot of people are disappointed just because they're such fans of the first movie. They were like, not even a cameo, like. Well, yeah. I don't know, I could have been the janitor or a waiter at a restaurant or that something, funny. whatever, it doesn't matter. A janitor, huh? Yeah. Like, yeah. Hey, I'm really good at mopping, just so you all know. Well, you no, may not be good. in the movie sequel, but Max and Allison, as you mentioned, are in Hocus Pocus and the all-new sequel, which was a 2018 book. Has anybody read it? Anybody familiar with it? A few of you? Yeah. Uh, this was a book released by Freeform Books. Disney owns Freeform. So this is yeah. canon. It's real. And Max and Allison have a 17-year-old daughter in that. Is that how you imagined Max and Allison? I'm sure you stay up at night thinking about this, right? Yeah, did you think if there ever were a sequel that Max and Allison would still be a thing? Or did it kind of surprise you that the, they've written them together still? You don't think about it. It's fine. <laughs> no, I mean, it's fine. no, no, no. I would, well, not from my point of view, but like, you know, Disney stories are usually have that kind of like happy ending, right. you know, like traditional, like, it's not like, oh, Max and Allison are divorced and, uh, <laughs> you know, and uh, there's, custody, there's a custody, custody. custody battle and I'm taking you to court. And, <laughs> you know, I, I don't think that would have played very well. So. <laughs> So the janitor is no longer a virgin. They have a 17-year-old. And that's, <laughs> we live happily ever after. I, I feel like they would have, I feel like, and we talked, Thor and I talked about this. We're like, yeah, Max would have wanted to move back to California. He hated Massachusetts. He would have never stayed. But For she's Allison, a Massachusetts. Right. Been like, I was, love this woman. I'm staying wherever she is. That's true. So that would be the only way, because she's such an East Coast girl. Apparently, like her mom ran the ran the Sanderson Sisters Museum, so she's kind of embedded in her hometown. That would have been awesome if the museum was open again in the sequel and you were running it. Oh my God! Why Wouldn't have been. Happen? Oh, Disney. Focus, right. Focus three. Yeah, there we go. It's awesome. The way it should be. No, now no. I'm going to ask you a question, and you're going to be inclined to answer it a certain way, but I'm just going to say, be honest. Of all the films you guys have made, where does Hocus Pocus lay for you as far as either a phenomenal movie-making experience and or just finished products among your favorites? From stuff that we that actually done, participated yes. in. Yeah. Uh, for me personally, I'm going to put it at number two. What is uh, number one? Here in Indiana. Okay. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> By far, that was my favorite production to work on because it was just like a kid in the candy store every week. Like, oh my God, new set, new script, new right, actors, new this, new that. It was just full excitement the whole time. I wish it continued. I yeah. really wish it did. Yeah. How about you? Mine's number two as well. Interesting. Uh, first is Eyes Wide Shut with Stanley Kubrick. But Kubrick. It's because sure. he literally changed my life. That experience was unbelievable. I mean, the finished product is what it was, of course, but my experience was what I treasured the most. Um, but Hocus Pocus is definitely number two because of my child, you know, my childhood. It's basically my childhood. So, and I love it that it's everyone else's childhood too. So it's like I'm 16, nerding out that I was in a Disney movie when I watched them. And so I feel like I'm on the same wavelength as everyone else when they love it. And I'm like, you don't understand, I was nerding out too. So um, it's definitely number two. And then I'm still friends with everyone. And you know, if Thora were here, she'd say it was her number one. She you think so? Yeah, she loved this movie. She said it was the best experience she's ever had on any other movie. And she's done, you know, she was a child actor and was worked with, you know, many people. It was an Academy Award winning movie. And she just, you know, loves this movie from top to bottom because of our bond, the three of us and the experience, too. 
Yeah, the relationship on set was just like very family-like. Yeah, it you was. Know, like us portraying, you know, uh, Thora being my sister. It, it kind of just felt like that. And all like I kind of feel like almost every production I've worked on, there's always been this like family, very close atmosphere with the yeah. people that you work with. And I don't know if that's like a cast actor thing, but I always felt super close with crew, cast, everybody. At least for me personally, I'm sure there's some difficult people to work with. Um, I've had the same might... lucky experiences too. Yeah. But this one was particular. I talk about Kenny Ortega all the time because I, I think he Kenny. basically made it a magical place and he hired people who could do magical things. And <laughs> he just had that extra edge that made it special and Disney-like. And every day he would come in and welcome me on the set hello you know it's just so like come let's see what we're doing today and then ask us cute questions i'm sure you all seen the you know 25th anniversary dvd but that was like every day he's like who would you rather and just you know <laughs> just ask us funny questions and make us engaged so that we would be excited to come to set you know because you can kids can space out and or get too stiff and he just never wanted us to be that way he just wanted us to have fun that's awesome. I'm curious, did either of you ever like dress up as a Hocus Pocus character for Halloween or anything? Or uh, get any trick-or-treaters dressed as them? I feel so bad. Thor should really be here because she loves Halloween and I'm sure she's dressed <laughs> up as one. <laughs> I have not. What about you? Gotta you? Get, if you had that red hood still, come oh, on. Oh, for sure. You could totally just wear that for every sure. year and go, this works. God, such a dumbass. I never have. <laughs> Why did I not get that hood? <laughs> Go ahead, no. Oh, go sorry. Ahead. I was just gonna say, I never have, but so many people are like, why don't you just dress as Max Dennison for Halloween? <laughs> it's no. basically being myself, but. Um, I wanna see you dressed up as Ice. Ice, <laughs> that would be pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah the, the old, uh, what does he have? Like a fedora or like a rain hat? I wanna see the, the, you know, the haircut. That's what I want in the back <laughs> of the head, come on. That'd be pretty awesome. And how, how about them? They're just the bullies, like Ice and Jay. They're Their so chemistry awesome. is really unique. Watching them work together was like, everything was super spontaneous and they just got to ad lib and do a lot of fun things. So. I saw Jay on I This Is them. Us recently. I was, anybody watch This Is Us? I'm sitting there watching like, that's, he's from Hocus Pocus. <laughs> like, it's crazy. So that was fun. And they're the nicest guys too. See, we just had fun the whole time. That's awesome. I think we're, we're, we got a little bit of time. It's a small room, so I'm gonna open it up if anybody wants to raise a hand and ask a question. Anybody? Raise your hand. Nobody. Raise your hand if Nobody has a question, therefore I did an amazing job. Oh, no, you got no, a question. No, there's Let's two go. Here. We'll go front row and then right behind. Front row here. <laughs> did you get to keep the cross trainers? That's no cross one. trainers, but I did manage to uh, steal one of those bikes. Really? The green Haro bike, they had five of them, because whatever reason, and I begged the producers, I'm like, please, can I have this bike? I love it. And they were like, all right. So that was, that was, oh, actually, this is kind of funny. I was, uh, my dad was digging around in his garage, and he's like, I have some memorabilia and stuff from this and that. I found the tie-dye shirt. Oh! I actually have the tie-dye shirt I was wearing. That's awesome. And maybe for this Halloween. Wow. Be oh my gosh. I gotta get a wig. I like it. I like it. Um, Bill actually still has book. Uh, one of oh, the books. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah. Oh, wait, you told me that. Yeah. With the animatronic? No, not the animatronic. That is in Florida Disney, I think. Yeah, The book that you all ran around yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, because we had a few different oh, that versions. One, yeah. But there was definitely yeah. the eyeball one, yeah. 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 There's another question I don't want to miss right oh, behind. Go ahead. Um, so I'm going to ask two, if that's okay. No, only one, sorry. <laughs> no, go ahead. First question was, do you get tired of being asked about Hocus Pocus? No, I really don't. Because again, I feel like I get brought back to my, you know, the, the feeling of me being a kid again and what harm in that is there. And it's just fun. And I, I get it. I get some people are just like, oh, that was my, you know, so long ago. I've done so many other things since then. But 
I, again, it was one of my most treasured times, so I feel I could talk about it forever. Uh, for me personally, um, I would say no. <laughs> I'm not tired of talking about it because I kind of like dipped out and disappeared for the last, whatever, 15, 20 years. So like only now I'm starting to talk about it again. It brings back all these like fond memories. And um, yeah, I guess I'm not tired of talking about it yet. Yeah. I actually remember... Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, that's it. I, I was going to say, I remember seeing you at the 25th anniversary and being surprised because I, you know, I recognized that you kind of left the industry and stuff. And um, I was so delighted to see the three of you together again because I kind of never thought it would happen. It publicly. was it was kind of some wrangling to get him to do that. I, was I think going to say they, they kind of they, they were like, come on, come do it. And I'm just like, you know what, for you guys, I'll do it. That was very cool. Kenny actually, he was the one that was like, come on, just do it. And I had like my agent from when I was a child contact me. I hadn't spoken to her in like 15 years. And she was like, she's like, you should do this. Come on, and this and that. And I was like, all right, I'll do it. Before we run, I do want to touch on a movie. I really, has, who's seen Matinee? Any Matinee fan? Anybody? Do you guys not even know of the movie Matinee? I love oh, oh my also god! Another another real fun production. Really, John Goodman <laughs> plays like an Alfred Hitchcock type of character. He made like a s silly sci-fi horror movie, and, and you're in it. And it came out the same year as Hocus Pocus, '93, I believe. Uh, maybe I filmed it the year prior. You okay? So you so shot I it filmed it in '91, um, and it might have come out in '92, maybe '93. It was '93, but maybe whatever. earlier in the year. Check it out. Regardless, check it, check out Matinee. Really, really fun. Cool movie, especially like the last uh, scene, the theater scene. Where yeah, everything's oh. rumbling and falling apart. I auditioned apart. for Matinee. I didn't. Did get you it. really? That would have been so funny if you two had done both of I those know, back right? to back. Wait, oh, I probably wouldn't have gotten it if I so had done that movie. So Kelly Martin was my love yeah. interest. Is that I auditioned all for that part. part? Yeah, That's and so Lisa funny. Jacob from uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. Was in that, yeah. and I just saw her at 90s con, like, what is that, 30 years later? I'm like, oh my God, I know, she's nice, too. Love I her. love it. Well, we're going to wrap things up in a second. I just want to mention, if you guys are big fans of Hocus Pocus, I have interviewed a bunch of the people who have made the film. So check out DisneyCoastToCoast.com or just search for Disney Coast to Coast, Disney with a Z for lawsuit reasons, on your favorite <laughs> podcast app. Uh, before we go, any last thoughts about just the, the memories of Hocus Pocus and or just... <laughs> The unbelievable fact that we're talking about it 29 years later after it was a massive flop. I just want to thank everyone. It's amazing to me, though. That's you don't understand. Like, glad, like the most important thing. Massive, is, by the way, it was flops and versions. Flop, in case yeah. you guys didn't know. I just. Do you want to know why I say it so much? Because I love to shove it in Disney's face. I'm like, honest to God, there would not be a sequel if it weren't for these folks. 100%. Disney didn't want to make it. The fans made it what it is. They didn't. So they, F you, Disney. Yeah. They, <laughs> Especially since you're not in the sequel. But, uh, yeah. but sincerely, like they wanted to forget about the film. They did. And that's why I mentioned it's a flop. Not because I think it deserves to be a flop. Um, but it's these folks. I mean, the so, actors were a flop. But, uh... <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, any other thoughts or are we going to wrap it up here? Um, no. No, we just want to thank everyone for being amazing fans for <laughs> almost 30 years. And again, it's just, it's amazing. Your children, you know, some people are grandchildren are now watching it. And it's just, I can't wait to show it to my son one day and, you know, be part of the legacy too. So um, just thank you so much for loving it as much as you do and watching it during Halloween or just any time of the year. And which is what a lot of people do when they're feeling low. They're like, I just watch it just because it's fun. Um, and thanks to all the boyfriends or girlfriends of your significant other that makes you watch it. And then you just sit there and go, oh, yes, honey, it's great. You're so like, thank you, uh, too. Yeah. Oh, that's great. We're going to end it there. Thanks, guys, for coming. Really appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. Okay, that's it for today. Thank you, Jeff, for allowing me to record this interview. And we'll catch you back here tomorrow for a look at the 30-year legacy of Zombie Joe's Underground in NoHo.
Today's episode was produced and edited by me, Philip Hernandez, with post-production by David Swope. Support for this episode comes from Gantam Lighting and Controls. See what you're missing with a free demo. Sign up at gantam.com demo. We release a free weekly industry newsletter. Sign up on our website or at the link in our show notes. The Haunted Attraction Network team includes Daryl Plunkey, Emily Louise Rua, Megan Spells, Gavin Burns, and Maximus Bryant. Our partner stations include A Scott in the Dark, Scare Track, The Scare Factor, and Haunt Topic Radio. Finally, please, please, please rate and subscribe to our show wherever you're listening. And until next time, Haunters, stay scary. This is a Haunted Attraction Network production.